Hello, Podwalkers, and welcome to another episode of Goblin Lore Podcast. Uh, this week, we are going to be having a special holiday episode. Um, start by uh, some introductions. I'm Taya, she, her, or they, them. Uh, Taya transcends at Twitter. Uh, and let's introduce the rest of our cast, Hobbs. Hi, I, I'm Hobbs Q, pronouns he, him. I can be found on Twitter at Hobbs Q. And I'm Alex Newman. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, and I can be found on Twitter at Mel underscore Chronicler. And as always, we want to shout out the Grinding Coffee Company. They're a minority-owned LGBTQ uh, coffee company that uh, provides, uh, keeps Hobbs running, I think. Uh, <laughs> Basically, <so>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, they, they have some really cool blends, too. Like, the Gay Agenda is my favorite they've let, a- added in the last year. Uh, they, 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 which was a partnership with other people. They even partner on their blends, which I think is just a really fun thing. But yes, it is also how I keep going. All right. So yeah. So what we want to talk about today is how holidays are celebrated across the multiverse. And um, we briefly hinted at this at the uh, mini talk we did a couple of weeks ago. Uh, last week we had some recording uh, snafus. Um, which are uh, yes. now resolved. So Zencaster decided <laughs> yeah. to take a, a just a, a a night off um, when I did finally hear back from the people. Basically, like their site got overwhelmed, and they're like, "Ha, huh, hmm, we need to have something to fix this in the future." So hopefully, they are going to go about that. Like, because <laughs> it basically went down for I guess they said only a couple of hours, but it meant that we weren't able to record, which was kind of a bummer. I hate missing weeks, and especially with just getting started with Taya on the show, but we're all here now. That's right. We are all here and ready to talk about what it's like to celebrate holidays across the multiverse. And yes, kind of the first thing to, to look at is there's not a whole lot of lore and knowledge around holidays in the multiverse. It's not something that comes up a lot in the game. Um, uh, before we get to that, we should start with our topic of the day, our question of the day, which is, you know, what, are, what plane would you want to visit for a holiday? Uh, you know, I can go first and uh, I, I would love to go to Kamigawa for a Japanese style street festival and have all the, you know, the wonderful food booths and everything and just have a, a great um, festival, uh, street festival style holiday. So I think for me, uh, it, you know, kind of thinking, I, I was trying to look at, you know, just like the, the planes that maybe are a bit less tied to specific cultures was my initial thought. But then it made me kind of try to, I, like, I didn't spend a lot of time with Eldraine, but like Eldraine really had kind of the the English like type things, which is a lot of where my holiday traditions come from since my grandmother is from uh, England. that She met my grandfather when he was serving over there. So I actually think Eldraine would be kind of the place. Plus they have like, they have the food, right? Like they definitely have gingerbread people. <laughs> I guess maybe I should feel bad about wanting to eat gingerbread on Eldraine because like, I guess they're sentient, but like, and I don't know. food token. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of ginger brute, I guess would be the worst, right? Yeah. Like that's the one I should be feel bad about. Still food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can still sack it for life. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I'm going with a dr- Eldraine. Yeah, I okay. I think I'm gonna just I'm gonna go with uh, it's it's. I mean, it's the world I go to all the time, and now my mind has totally blanked because I was pulling something up and got myself distracted. Um, where's Gideon from? 
Theros? Theros, thank you. I'm sorry. It just yeah, Theros is what I'm what I'm thinking. Cause I don't know. And and I'm I guess a holiday break. For me, it's less doing holiday things. And that's just we may or may not kind of touch on this when we start to get into some of the real world topic stuff. But like for me, generally, I don't do a lot of family things during holidays. I have some stuff. I have my my parents. And I tend to do stuff with my sister's family and things, but not a lot. And honestly, not all the holidays. So for me, often it's it's more of a doing things by myself, kind of using that time to recharge and refresh and take a break myself. And we this topic you know this question will come up every so often kind of where do you want to go what planes would you like to vacation on and theros is one i go to a lot because i i the scenery is something that's compelling to me and it's like it's a little bit different but like i i grew up in minnesota i've been in minnesota a long time i love lakes and they're more it's the water is more seas because that's more the greek thing but i think that there's still a lot of good connection there there's some good uh so some good resonance in in some of that scenery and some of those places to just spend some time kind of by myself kind of recharge and to get back to you know whatever the business is once the holiday is done yeah just don't upset any gods while you're there and you should be fine <laughs> exactly and that's that's one of the reasons i think i tend to go to theros a lot because lots of the planes have some really cool things like there's some really wonderful worlds here but there's also a number that i would just never ever want to go to because i'm not sure i would ever be safe theros has its dangers they all have their dangers i mean for various narrative reasons and various you know that's just sort of how there's some verisimilitude there that the worlds feel more real because there's some sort of danger and it, that fits with some of some real world things. But in Theros, by and large, the big stuff is if you piss off the gods. And I, I would hope that if I go there for like a long weekend or maybe a week or something and just go kind of hang out on a coastline for, you know, reading a book, that's not going to piss off any any gods. Yeah, I think places you don't want to go for the holidays or in a Strahd. Uh, <laughs> last year's uh, holiday card featured uh, two of our favorite necromancers from Innistrad, Gisa and Geralf. Uh, it was a card last minute chopping. And uh, the flavor text is, dear brother, I couldn't forget you if I tried. And I have tried. <laughs> and, like, I love the like wrapped arm in the art. Yeah. Like there's just yes. like, a wrapped up arm and, and, uh, uh, Gisa's holding the, the 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 just like axe behind her back. Yeah, it's like I yes. just got. The, yeah, it's like surprise. This is fresh. It's really fresh. <laughs> it's really, you probably are <laughs> going to want to open this one earlier rather than later. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think Innistrad would probably be more well known for Halloween, but you know, uh, I, I we did a skip for this on Lorgoif uh, a while back where it was a PSA to not visit Innistrad on Halloween because so many people would think of going there and they're just sick and tired of planeswalkers coming and getting killed when they come visit for Halloween. Yeah. I was like trying to think of where I wouldn't do holidays. That is, that is always also my favorite part of doing these questions. Like where would I like to go, yeah. but then where do I want to avoid? Yeah. I mean, yeah, Dominaria yeah. seems to be a, place to just avoid in general because yeah. every time we're there there's some kind of apocalypse going on right. yeah <laughs> like like dominaria is the place to avoid just to avoid just, right yeah, like yeah. just yeah. in general yeah i don't know maybe tarkir I, well definitely pre changed timeline tarkir is a place you probably wouldn't want to go to that i don't think there's a lot of good like vacation spots 
there. Yeah. After maybe, I don't know what's going on with the dragons. There's, if, if you can kind of like convince them, I think there's a, there's some pockets of order in some of the dragon groups that, and now I see the cons. You, you, there's, there was some semblance of order too, but I think I, I got the impression there was more con- active conflict between the clans at the time. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't think they have as much time to be fighting each other when their dragon overlords are constantly eating them. Yeah. Especially if you're in a Tarka country. Yeah, yeah, you just avoid <laughs> the Tarka. The thing's great, but, you know, <laughs> I hope that your holiday isn't planned for very long because you're yeah. not going to be there. Yeah. Especially as goblins. Like, yeah. I, I feel like, like yes. we're, we're going to just be shoveled into a dragon's mouth. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. No, long weekend might be too long to spend there. Or might get cut short a bit. <laughs> Just a weekend. Yeah. So yeah, so Taz, you were saying like we don't have a ton. You made some kind of jokes about uh, already. We do. We have like the holiday cards, which is actually kind of a cool thing if people have never seen them before. Yeah, uh, they, it, yeah. it's something I've been doing for um, for oh dang, almost twenty years now <laughs> at this point. It's uh, they release a holiday card every holiday season that. Um, Usually has a little something to do with the plane that's been the center of attention. Like you mentioned, uh, you mentioned Aldrain, and there's decorated night from uh, that year. Uh, with- Gifts given was 2007, and it's got a Soratami on it, so uh, it was around. So 2006 was the first fruitcake elemental. Uh, I was trying to figure out. It says experiments to experiments so i'm guessing we must have been in ravnica yeah I, it does sound about right for ravnica and it sounds like a very simic thing yeah uh, actually uh this is a, a substance harder than dark steel so this yeah. is a, oh so yeah that that the full flavor text there is experiments yep. uh intended to create the perfect holiday emissary resulted in a substance harder than dark steel and a fraction as mary <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, so like they're, they're, they've been two thousand six was the yeah. first. Uh, they're they were they're silver bordered cards. Uh, back when, well, I guess there is no silver border or any. Now the whatever. new one is an now acorn card that's we have acorn. silver border. <laughs> These are yeah. silver borders. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so like, yeah, and some of them are riffs off of existing cards. Um, gifts think, given instead yeah. of gifts ungiven. Uh, and some of them are simply like the fruitcake elemental, I believe is, is more just a like top down design for that. Yeah. And then you have you things know, that, you are, have one uh, that are just takes on the general holiday season, like seasons mm-hmm. beatings is just like, you know, being home with the family is even harder than the dealing with the battlefield. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Arriving home. He suddenly longed for the blood soaked battlefield behind him. I have to say, Goblins have very good representation. Yeah, uh, w- w- three. T- I think three. It, I think it goes a little to what you you know have kind of talked about a little bit, Hobbs. That a lot of times goblins kind of bring the whimsy, and so that fits. Like probably my favorite holiday card, and this is one that I actually own, is, is Goblin Sleigh Ride. Yeah. What fun it is to ride and sing a slaying song tonight, and slay being spelled S L A Y, like killing things. And it's a goblin riding the back of some sort of tree folk, probably tree folk. Yeah, it's like a little sleigh. 
Fun fact, there there are artist proofs of these because I have an artist oh. proof of Goblin Sleigh Ride. Oh no, yeah, I have the I have a, a artist proof of last minute chopping. So nice. yeah. Yes. It, it's uh Yeah, I have like I, I have the first ten or twelve of these I got in a charity auction um several years ago and I need to fill in the, the holes for the nice. ones that I don't have because this is just kind of a cool thing to collect. They are, but like you said, like it, I, we do like it's kind of like it ties it to the planes. Uh, I mean, giving us a little bit of a of a of perhaps insight um, because it's just not something that we really have a ton of lore tie in. I can, I have to give a shout out to Mishra's toy workshop, which said even though Urza tried to apologize, Mishra continued to bear a grudge, and it's a bunch of stuffed bears on it. Yeah, uh, and, and you could sp- add three mana to your pool to spend only on spells and abilities to put tokens, and you have to use toys to represent your tokens. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's one of the fun. most broken cards of all time. Mishra's Workshop, except you're limited to using toy tokens. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. The there's a very high pun quotient in these cards. If, oh, uh, absolutely! Like Thopter Pie Network is the Kaladesh one, and you know just. Uh, Top, top deck the halls is is another that was two years ago, uh, which I really enjoy too. And you could have decorated cards. <laughs> yeah, that's the only one that cares about snow too. Yes, though Snow Mercy is a snow enchantment. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> which is one of my favorite because you tap you you have to tap untap tap untap tap it, uh, which to, is to what you do with snow globe. Yeah. Yeah, no, and and it that one is one that's very clearly a, a reference. But like I said, some of these hint to actual you know, potential holiday traditions, sort of in in the within the worlds, right? Like, yeah, within yeah. the worlds. But outside of that, I think you know you mentioned Taya in the show notes, like Ravnica. They had like the signing of the Guild Pact. We actually see kind of like some sort of a celebration of the anniversary, right? Like they're yeah. it's very limited what we get in story. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it it would be it'd be interesting to see more of it, and you know you see you see little bits in here, um, you know of types of celebrations you might have on the plane, but like and it gets a game that resolves around battle, so a lot of what you see is things that revolve around battle, like we have plane wide celebration from War of the Spark, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that's uh, we we did get a little peek in the uh, Pride Secret layer this year of the floats. Um, yes. For, yeah. Uh, yeah. The parade floats with Chandra <laughs> and Nissa on them. But, but like these are these are limited in. Uh, I, I think this is an interesting thing. Like uh, so, this came up when I interviewed Hunter Pence, and we talked about like the lack of sports in in Magic, right? Like, and it was the same sort of idea. It's because we're normally dropping in in battle or we're dropping in during periods of strife so that like the mundane doesn't come through and holidays sports these are the things that are very important to us on our day-to-day lives but I think we're talking about sports gavin please please give us another battle bond set and that's what we said yeah <laughs> battle bond was the one so you yes. know yes gavin we know you're listening so <laughs> please battle bond but yeah i mean it, holidays sports it's interesting to see kind of these analogs for how they show up or how we think they may, you know, we get to do a lot of speculation here. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a thing it's, and it's fun. We have seen a lot more than, than in the past. It's just starting to, well, it's starting to show up. This is an area that there isn't as much the sports we're getting a little bit, but I, I really, I love that in, in the last, I don't know, 
five to ten ish years, especially, is we've had more representation of not combat. So this is a thing that hopefully we start to get more of um, as we go forward and, and we get more story, we get more things that are centered around building the worlds and the characters and, and the cultures and not just the fighting and, and holidays in particular are kind of are a cultural touch point that are really important in cultures, but are not as important for any of the things that magic is normally trying to do with its story is establishing these characters, establishing conflicts that then feed into new sets and new stories. So I just yeah. had to laugh when you were kind of mentioning it like a uh, holidays and then, then like the, the periods of not fights or battles. And I was like, Hmm, that depends on who your family is, well, I guess. Yeah, there's there's that. <laughs> Goes yeah. back to season's beatings. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it does. So let's do some speculation. We yeah. you know, we kind of mentioned you mentioned Halloween on Innistrad. Let's let's look at some other ideas. Yeah. So like what plane would you think would have like a Santa Claus tradition if there is one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my the first thing in my head was El, would be Eldraine. Yeah. Not sure okay. That. Okay. I, so yeah, I because it's paying on more of the Europe. See, I was thinking Ravnica. Well, Ravnica is that... also what come, came to mind for me. Um, okay. It definitely seems like this could be a uh, an is it operation going on here? But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ravnica could have kind of the Futurama sort of Santa Claus. The is it made a Santa Claus and oh, then kind of went wrong a little bit but that are you know it, it's it's a uh it's an is it demir um crossover <laughs> project where they're they're doing um they're infiltrating all these houses to collect um information and then dropping <laughs> off presents to distract the people that are most likely going to explode i mean yeah. ravnik is where we're most likely to get uh like jack from nightmare before christmas yeah. it's like hijacking the holiday fully right like replacing gifts with just really creepy things i i mean i'm here for it yeah i mean that's that's what happened the one year they let the golgari handle the holiday (laughs) (laughs) was leaving some really wonderful arms and organs for people like come on this is a great heart that you could use to as a building block why are you terrified see now that's the golgari simic combination yeah that's fair (laughs) see and i'm thinking eldraine I would think Santa Claus might be a little bit, well, like most of these, you know, when you, you have cultural things, it's not going to be the same exactly analogous, but I think that might be something associated with the wilds a little bit. And so there might be a little more gray. I mean, if there's a plane with Krampus, it's definitely (laughs) Eldrin. Yeah. Uh, I like your second half of this question is why is Santa a goblin? Well, obviously, they're good at getting into places, and they leave behind things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they like trinkets, like goblins. Well, I mean, like right, like I, I always almost think of like uh, the 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 elves that would be in Santa's workshop as being a lot closer to goblins than elves, really. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're they're trading trinkets for food. Yeah, so it's like, a very it's goblin so thing to do. Oh, uh, yep, yep, a a sort of like barter type economy um yeah so is santa less exploitative in this model than like just like slave labor like labor are we is that what we're going for you're gonna bring it into bartering 
more more community focused. Well, I'm just saying that's how he gets paid. You know, <laughs> community focused. I like that that spin. Santa's also central red, just like goblins. I think it's pretty pretty clear. Maybe yeah. splash into white a little bit, splash into green. That's Santa, that's goblins. The overlap is perfect. Yeah, I was like, you're going just based off of like physical colors and like very little I'm, color pie I'm, right I'm now. Using that as one building block of evidence. I mean, if it's you're doing it as physical point. colors, you're, you're going, you're just straight up Mardu at that point. <laughs> <laughs> the black being the coal yeah. that he's dropping? Like well, I, the belt and yes. the. Uh, okay. Fair. Accompaniment, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I could see I could see Santa being Mardu. That's the naughty or nice thing. Yeah, you're nice. You get the white naughty. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. How do Planeswalker keep their calendars in sync across the multiverse? Because right, the I'm assuming if we're going to be celebrating holidays with Planeswalkers, they need to know whose holiday it is. Yeah, and yeah. you know, know when it's time to go home. You know, Chandra has to make it back for all the fabulous holidays on Kaladesh, and go and celebrate the, with her mom, and and all the monk holidays that they celebrate on. Uh, was it, oh, not Ogrotha. Um Well, yeah, that was the where, where the 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 monk fire monk was, right? Temp, fire monk temple that she spent was on Ogrotha. No, Elgrotha. Oh, I'm sorry. Talking, yeah. Um, no, Elgrotha is the wrong. No, not Elgrotha. It's that's, uh, uh, that's Homelands. Care. Talking to. Uh, no, no, I'm going to. Right, my lower check here. Uh, uh, wasn't it Ragatha? But it was, I mean, wasn't it. Ragatha's the plane. Yeah. 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 And then it's the. Uh, Carol Keep is Carol where Keep. the. Act, yeah. Yep. Avid, I was just looking at Abbott of Carol Keith. Right. Like, I was like, I did a quick search and I was like, okay, that's right. Okay. It's like, because my, my whole brain was like, well, Jaya was there, wasn't it? It's not Dominaria, though. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I forget that Jaya actually gets around. I'm sorry. I just, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. When you start your own fire call and, you know, sometimes you have to go back and check on it. Yeah. I, I wonder if anybody's broken the news to them yet. That would be. What kind of holidays do you think a fire cult founded by Jaya celebrates or observes, perhaps? Might be a better term. <laughs> I bet they have a hell of a solstice party. Oh, oh yes, they yeah. do. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, the biggest bonfire. <laughs> they have like, like a bonfire competition. Can... Yeah. I was thinking Wicker Men, like the, just like the burning of them. They also, so they probably have a pretty good rave. Yeah, I'm sure they do. That is, uh, that is definitely one place you go if you want to just uh, the biggest Burning Man style festival, <laughs> because they they will literally handle the fire and. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh... It is interesting. It's just like, how how do people, and this is just a bigger question in general, is how do you keep track yeah. of things across time, across the multiverse? And yeah, you know, I made the joke about the Ixalan timeline uh, in our short episode when I came up with the idea for this episode. And, you know, we, we see that timelines don't always even mesh in story um, that we're given. And just try to think of if you're 
a planeswalker trying to deal with this sort of thing. Uh, you know, when, when do you take your break from dealing with the Phyrexians to just go have your holiday, you know, visit with your family? Yeah, and maybe this, this is a thing I don't expect Magic to ever talk about because it's too complicated and there's not any upside for it, but it fascinates me. There's a whole thing that with worlds rotate around their suns at different paces. <laughs> There's all sorts of factors about this. So your, your years are different. Your days are different. Um, your seasons are different. There's all sorts of factors that sort of play into the day length that we have on earth, the year length, the seasons that we have and different worlds would have those in different ways. And that makes this just way more complicated. If, you know, Dominaria has a 400 day calendar and Ixalan has a 300 day calendar or something. Yeah. <laughs> How do, you yeah. might. It's like dealing with cross planar language. It's just something they sweep under the rug. So you don't have to figure it out. From a, from a narrative standpoint, they don't really gain too much to try to engage with this. And they lose a whole lot trying to explain it. But it's something that fascinates me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you're not going to make an answer that's going to be, you're better to just not talk about it. Right. But I mean, it's funny that you, you were mentioning like the different lengths and days. And I was just thinking about that, but the, 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 the cross language thing, I was like, magic just needs to end. Like if we're going to do your versus beyond, we need like a hitchhiker's guide and they just enter like <laughs> the Babel fish, like enters, right? Like yeah. just, everybody we find out actually like every planeswalker, when you planeswalk for the first time has something that's like, activated inside your inner ear that well can we're translate. about to get a doctor who set so we have the tardis technology <laughs> so we have nice. the technology now we just need to, yeah so yeah but syncing calendars up I, I i it's funny that you mentioned that alex i just yeah i didn't even think about like lengths of days and years so i don't know the best i could come up with for an answer to this is that jace probably offloads most of it to the brains of the people who are around him kind of like <laughs> distributed computing <laughs> Yeah, except he's like he's like doing crypto mining on other people's computers. <laughs> except he's using their brains because it's Chase. Yeah, his whole moral thing with not reading other people's <laughs> minds did not last very long. It lasted about half of uh, um, Zendikar Rising story, and that was about it. Yeah, so yeah. now I'm just thinking it it would be rough going to Ravnica, and anytime your attention wandered, you just have to want you just have to think: Did Chase just borrow a little bit of my? you know, brain computing power to figure something out. God, I'm depressed. Thanks. Alex. All right. Sorry. So <laughs> two tangents, you know, two unrelated, sort of tangentially related, but not actually related to our topic things later. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I, I don't know, this would just be a challenge. And, and, but now also in my head, I kind of have like, there was the whole arc with Gideon where he was like going back and forth between Zendikar fighting the Eldrazi and then Ravnica fighting like street criminals and, you know, Grenzo's gang and all of this. And he's going back and forth. And now I'm just picturing like him trying to do the same thing only with like family holidays and just like <laughs> stressing himself out where he's jumping from like, you know, one feast day to the next, you know, solstice celebration to the next, you know, festival. Yeah, I could definitely see Chandra as being the type that would just jump around from one party to another. And I think she probably would too, though I think she probably wouldn't burn herself out the same way that, that 
Gideon is. And that might yes, have a nice tie-in wow. for, for the whole family stress thing that we, we might talk about later for, for Gideon, for people who are like trying to balance of, multiple yeah. families, different, tra- you know, traditions. If you're, you know, especially in the West, you know, in, in Christian, there's a lot of things for Christmas is like this, where Christmas and Christmas Eve, different families will celebrate at different times on one day or the other or both and trying to balance multiple families traditions as you're going from you know one household to another same thing with thanksgiving here too it's interesting that you mentioned because like it'd be the fact that you went with kind of gideon with that is like the it also brings in almost the idea of like a obligation versus celebration mm-hmm. so you know gideon feeling that he has to go to each of these like events uh and that like the need for that versus chandra going to a ton of events because and she wants because to. She wants to. But before <laughs> she flat out wants to celebrate with people. Before I drag that too far away, if we're still talking about story stuff, because I think there may be more story stuff to talk about. Um, and then do we want to like revisit, come back to yeah, look, that we'll concept? Come, I think we'll come back to that concept because I think it's going to hit on kind of our natural connection when we talk about stress that comes with family. And, or just – and holidays, not just family, but with, with holidays. And the intersection. The one that <laughs> – I wanted to bring up when we're talking about different planes is the meditation realm, AKA the prison realm right now where we literally have, and I just like, this is my favorite. It's because we have Bolas and Ugin who have no choice, but to celebrate the holidays together. I mean, it's, like, it's I guess absolutely, you know, the setup for a holiday movie where they can't stand <laughs> to be together. Yeah. Yep. And by the end, they're supposed to have learned the meaning of the hol- the spirit of the holidays and are getting along just fine, except that never happens with these two. Well, no. you know, like, the thing is, like, timeline-wise, right? Like, they're Elder Dragons. Like, it's just, it, it doesn't happen on a time frame that, that, that makes for a good Hallmark movie. <laughs> it's, it's not happening over a week where, like, Bogan, where, where, like Bolas remembers something from their childhood and, and creates a nice little gift for Ugin. And then Ugin's uh, just like, remember that time when you killed me? Yeah, you know? <laughs> it, it, it turns out you were trying to do it for the greater good. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, now I'm now I'm picturing the Hallmark trying to make a movie like that, but it has to take place over a thousand years of, like, every, every year, like, one of them tries something, the other tries something. They both just hate each other. Both of them try something, but it's wrong, and just, like, back and forth, back and forth. And then in the end, the only person who learned a lesson was the person who tried to make that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I just, I really love the imagery of like, I mean, I, I love, I my, my brain obviously always manages to return to Bolas and Ugin and the fact that they're just sitting in a realm while like Phyrexia is <laughs> like rising. Stuff's going on. Yeah. Like stuff's going on and they're chilling yeah. in a realm because like B- Bolas is in a planeswalker, but. Yeah. <laughs> U- Ugin can't leave him. I don't know. Yeah. I have no clue what's going just on. Sitting around and doing nothing is Ugin's mo. Yeah, well, that's get... right. So it's like for Ugin, it's fine. But yeah, it's just it's, like you got Bolas. Like you're gonna do anything about that? I could have done something about that. <laughs> like, Shut up, Bolas. Like yeah. it's like I'm also just like the family conversations are really awkward. Like <laughs> you have all these siblings that we just yeah. don't care about anymore. Remember that time you killed our brother? Yeah. <laughs> which one and then, that, then it cuts to the next year because that, that's the end of- oh man i want to see him reminiscing about mom and dad see but th- this is the thing this is where like i i'm like thinking about like this this idea of like being trapped together in a holiday which unfortunately is what it ends up 
it can be. I mean, I, I think of this idea of like, this is the concept of, of family versus found family. And I know that we're kind of starting to move into more of a little bit of our natural connection. Yeah. But I mean, there is, you know, the societal pressures, there is the pressures that come with, with holidays, which is why I think, you know, you all did your little, like the, the mini episode was it hit on it so well to me. It's just, these are stressful times. Like no matter what your situation is, I feel like we're talking just stress and, Bolas and Ugin to me like embody that. I just think they do uh, because of the idea that like they're going to be stuck together. And and I know that for a lot of people, it, it even if you're not physically trapped in the same realm because you can't leave, there is a lot of that that goes in with obligation and kind of like bringing it back to Alex and talking about Gideon. This is mm-hmm. where I do think it starts becoming this relevant for a, a real world connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a lot that I, I do think the um, point of obligation is very a, a very good point. Because there's definitely, especially this time of year, a lot of holiday traditions that like I have celebrated mostly out of obligation to family and because it's always been like that, even though I don't necessarily follow the same beliefs as the rest of my family. And... I think there's a lot of pressure this time of year, especially to do those sort of things. And and it's, 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 it sounds like, you know, to me, it's, it's like the balance, right? Like, I think that this is, so I can speak for, for me that, you know, my, 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 my immediate family, my family growing up is very religious. Um, well, I mean, I, I guess like, I mean, not like evangelical, but they are, you know, like, there is a belief that like the, you know, that we got to remember that Christmas is happening for Jesus. And um, it's become like a lot less of that for me because I don't practice any. And my wife and her family are also practicing. And so like, I, I go to church, right? Like that's, it's like one of those, the, the jokes about like with, with growing up about like a Christmas and Easter like Christian. And, and it's like, I, I don't mind uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't mind tradition. I actually love like music. I love some of the stuff that can come along from a religious community, but it's not for me, but I am going right. Like I'm going to be there every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, and some of it in obligation and, and talking about the obligation is not necessarily fr- framing it as a negative thing necessarily. It can become a negative thing. And, but it, it's also a thing that sometimes that's, what you do with the with, you, with your family and that is okay that's part of your balance is you're like i will this is important to you uh it, it isn't to me but i can do this for you with you and and that is you know a good thing if there's that balance if that's causing you know too much stress if that's causing other issues then that is something that might need to be worked out but just because there is some of that you no know, that's talking about for my family, what, what we're planning to do again, like I mentioned earlier about the Christmas Eve and the Christmas celebrations, we have some stuff to do with, with parts of my family. There's other parts of my family we don't do anything with, but so it's, it's just kind of, okay, this, I think this year we're probably going and doing some stuff on Christmas Eve for the first time in the last few years. And that's something that is not really something I would rather do with my time, generally speaking, but I want to spend some time with this part of my family and it's something that can be important to them. So it's a thing that I could do and use that time to 
do something with them. But then trying to balance that for myself. And I think this year, kind of actually this week, just was talking to my parents kind of about my Christmas or our Christmas plans because they're coming down back down into town and they're kind of talking about when they're coming down, when they're leaving and and then what we're doing with the extended family, what we're doing with my sister. And um, I think I think it'll be good and I should have plenty of time myself to sort of recharge and do my own thing while also doing stuff with, with other parts of my family. So I think I'm in a good spot for that myself, but every year that some, that's just a conversation that just has to kind of, we have to go through and I have to think about myself. What, what do I have to give? What am I willing to give? What time and what energy? Yeah. I think, you know, that, that what do you have to give and what are you willing to give are really important. Like normally one of our traditions has always been to send out a holiday card with an updated family photo in it. Um, because none of us have relatives that live nearby. Um, our family is across the country, so we don't see them on a regular basis. And that has been a tradition for us. And then this year, you know, my husband and I were just too exhausted to, spend the time getting mm-hmm. that together and, you know, mm-hmm. addressing these and doing it. So we just decided this year it wasn't worth that. Um, even if it meant breaking tradition, it wasn't worth that added stress. I think being, so what's kind of funny, and I think that, I don't know if this is something that came from, it's it's helpful that both my wife and I have had this is, uh, so I grew up with uh, my father who works in the oil fields, my mom's dad worked in the oil fields. Uh, so these are, you know, places that don't shut down, right? Like they they run 365 days out of the year. Uh, you know, there's somebody that is working. And so there would be years that somebody was on call. So like, chan- like plans had to be flexible. And my wife is, her grandfather, who they celebrated with a lot, is a physician. Her mom was a nurse at a hospital, same sort of thing. My wife is on call some years for Christmas. So we've, we we might have a year that we celebrate Christmas a, a week early or a week late. And I think that that was something that was hard for like my grandmother, I can think of like on my mom's side that like is very kind of rigid in some ways about wanting things to be on that date. And then like when I moved and I can't come home necessarily on the day of Christmas, like being able to be flexible about it, it's, I think, kind of, we, I, I was thinking, Taya, with your example, we've done that where we've ended up sending out a card and it's been like, we, we still have some Christmas theme on it or we do a holiday theme to it and it, it comes out like January or February, right? Like it, it's, to me, I, I learning to be able to be f- flexible with these things has been something that's been beneficial for me. Yeah, I think the flexibility helps a lot and this might've been one area where I have clashed with family members before because to them, they didn't want to show that flexibility when to me doing something on a specific date, doesn't matter as much as, you know, what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And for us, it's, for the, it was a really small thing, but I remember a number of years ago, especially my, my parents moved up, up to Grand Marais about a decade ago, which is, a good five, six hours out of, out of the cities. Now it's, it's a nice place up there, but it's a, it's a long trip. And especially because we're in Minnesota, it, it, sometimes the weather gets nasty. It's not always possible for them to get down, down. It's, it's not usually a problem, but if we have a big storm hit around the time they're planning to come down, it can be tough. But 
um, one of the things that we started to be flexible about was was time of when we did stuff because forever, forever we would do like a big dinner. Not always at Christmas night, not always at night, but it was usually later in the day. And the first year that we had to do like breakfast because my parents had to work the next day and they needed to get home (laughs) and spend five hours in the car. So we did breakfast. We met up at like nine. We opened presents. We ate breakfast and then home by 10 or 11. And it's like that felt weird but it was something that was necessary for us to all kind of be able to do this and all be able to move do the rest of our lives as as necessary and so we we adapted and started it was still fun it was still great still had a good time with my family and my dad's amazing cooking we just had different type of cooking rather than the dinner normal dinner things he did some other stuff and it's been great but that was a weird transition for us trying to make that work I'm curious for kind of both of you, you know, what are some of the things that you think of that, that what are the activities around holidays? And I mean, I know we're, we're kind of talking at this point, we are kind of in winter holiday kind of, I guess, predominantly what we've been discussing. I mean, they're the ones that I think tend to be the most prevalent in, in the sense of, at least in the U.S., because there's so many kind of like back to back. This is like the season where there's there's more that are associated with with families or with with cultural elements. Mm hmm. I'm kind of curious for you all, what, what are some of the activities that, that cause stress? Uh, for me, it's uh, just trying to do, I'd say trying to keep up with expectations. A lot of times it's like, we haven't put up a tree the last few years. My son's kind of outgrown it at this point, but you know, still have pressure from like the in-laws. It's like, why didn't you put up a tree and why are you not doing this? And it's, you know, that's our decision to make. It's kind of, uh, you know, this, these are the things that kind of deal with stress is dealing with family like this, because we are so far away from our family that usually this is the only time we get like any kind of feedback or anything from them as far as, you know, what are you doing for the holidays? What's going on? Uh, and just trying to, uh, you know, break those expectations that, you know, it's, we're older and our son's older and everything. It doesn't mean we have to do all these things that we've done before just because we've uh, always we done them. them at that point. Yeah. I, I think it's, I'm hearing a lot of it. Th- like to me, it's like the, the managing expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Expectations are, you know, they're hard to manage all the time, but I think there's a lot of expectations that come around with the holidays, especially in relation to family. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. I, I think there, especially with holidays, there tends to be a lot of people putting ex- expectations externally, but also like because this is the way we do this thing and this is how this is supposed to be. This is how it works, like the tradition stuff. But it's it's like that. Uh, if it's you know this is the holiday that means a lot, they want it to be the way that it fits for them to mean the most, and that. Uh, creates expectations that can cause issues with other people and that starts to become problematic. But um, I don't have quite as much of that because frankly, I don't do a lot with most of my family. Um, But for me, one of my, one of my biggest challenges is just being in, in other spaces and not, not always as comfortable, even in some of my families. When I was growing up, like we'd go to my grandma's place. And that was a place like that we, 
kind of felt established as this is this is where we go for Christmas. But a number of um, six, seven years ago, she passed. And then since then, there hasn't really been that space. One of my aunts, it's moved around a little bit to a couple different aunts homes and that's been okay and but that still isn't really a space I feel comfortable in and then we do Christmas at my sister's and I love my sister and I love her her family but she has four kids and I have it's it's just kind of a, a chaotic place to be I mean in my own home isn't um not chaotic but it's my my chaos and so it fits but when I'm, you know, in a home with four young kids, I think the oldest is six and a dog and the cat's pretty cool. He, he's, he's not terribly disruptive, but it's just that I'm sitting for the, for the whole time. And again, I love them all, but the whole time we're there, I'm a, just a little bit on edge. I, I'm not able to relax while I'm in that space. So I was thinking, you know, uh, there's a couple of things for me. Um I, I'm somebody who really likes to do like the whole like getting gifts for people. I really like to see people open things. Um, I really like to take that. But like I I with two kids, I just the time for all of these pieces and the thought that I want to put into things gets really eaten up. And so I know that like we've something that we've kind of done in the last couple of years is like my wife and I I mean, we were older when we got married. We were older when we had kids. So we had already had time together where, where that was the important thing, where each other was the important thing and the thing we focused on. And we've we've shifted some of that to, you know, well, what are we doing to make sure we're at least giving that thought for the children or for, for you know, for, for the kids? Um, so I, that's still something that's hard for me to let go of. It's like, I, I like there's certain elements of things I just like to do. But it's also just... It, it it is like uh, the the stress is just time. Um, I think as much as I can be flexible and want to be flexible, there still are just things that we kind of do uh, with my wife's family. My family's in California, so trying to plan those schedules, especially as somebody who's long distance for you know and, and misses my my family, given that I didn't move here until I was in my thirties. Jesus, yeah, and so. You know, like I, I had a lot of years of just like me as an only child with my 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 parents. And now uh, you know, my wife's got one sibling, but like her family is much larger than mine ever was. And I think that you're kind of saying, Alex, being in those places, like I, I'm used to being kind of like the person or being like very small gatherings. And um, I also think that that meant that I maybe didn't have to do as well at setting boundaries. And a lot of what I kind of feel like comes up with holidays, especially is I was bringing up the family versus found family and the shift that I've really seen in society that I think is important is it's okay to have boundaries, even with family. And that might mean that there are family that I, I don't, I'm not going to care if I don't get to see them at Christmas or for a holiday or that I don't really work on making sure that I'm maintaining relationships that I used to, but I have a lot more other people that it's important to me to connect with uh, on those days now. Uh, and it's that intentionality and that choice. So it's learning about boundary setting and where that's appropriate, kind of similar to managing expectations, but. Yeah. I, I think they're very interrelated with each other is you need to set expectations and establish those boundaries together. So what do people do to kind of take 
care of themselves. I mean, I guess, you know, this is, this, we're, we're, this show is always focused on self-care. Um, I mean, it's a topic that we, you know, beat to death like a dead animal on Ravnica. I don't know. I was going to go for a magic related like, thing and just like didn't have an image. Several times we've referenced the card seasons beatings this, like <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, it's, you know, just, choosing what i do and don't do it's if something isn't you know bringing value or bringing joy then choosing not to do it like you know not it would be nice to have the whole house decorated for the holidays but that hasn't been you know hasn't felt like it's worth the effort for the last few years and dealing with body pain and other issues has kind of lowered the level or the threshold that that kind of qualifies for is whether I'm going to do it or not. And that's the kind of self-care I practice is just really, is it worth doing what it is, even if it's something I might want to do versus um, things that I have to do. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a good one. And that's, I mean, so this year I didn't do anything for Thanksgiving. I, I kind of was talking to my parents and I, you know, they came down to town. They were going to do something with my sister. And I just mentioned like, I don't, I just don't have a lot of energy right now to go do this. And, and I knew like Christmas is coming up. I'll do Christmas and we'll do that. And that'll be fine. But like, I'm just going to not do that. And then some things shifted anyway. And it ended up, they ended up not going. I just spent Thanksgiving hanging out with my parents, which was great. But it's like, I just couldn't do that. And um, for me, some of it, it's, it's just, watching my own the last few years starting to build some tools of introspection for myself i kind of watch my own my own energy levels and my own capabilities and and really say you know to go back to what i mentioned earlier you know what can i give and what am i willing to give in this you know this time um especially knowing the the, the whole totality if if for whatever you know if, if this was something more disconnected if there's more of a gap between the two holidays i might have um, considered going or I may have changed my plans, but especially knowing kind of this whole season, all of the things that are going to be coming up, that was just the choice that I made. I think that for me, it kind of piggybacks a little bit on what Teo was saying in terms of uh, similar in the managing expectations or if things happen versus don't. For me, I think in part that's kind of prioritizing. There are certain traditions that I really want to have almost every year that are important to me and are, are things that I, I know that I want and that I know don't, don't feel like the holidays, even, you know, with the introspection I've had that still don't feel like the holidays if I don't do them. So I think the biggest is then also working on communication. Uh, I think, especially with my, with, with, with Jen is that I'm very clear about like, okay, like, yes, I know we, we have all this going on. Is there a way that we can do these things? Uh, you know, and then also conversely, like which things are important for for us to be doing for her family or for her traditions and kind of then a prioritizing to say like, OK, what are the ones that we know that we want to do? Here's the ones that like we don't get to them. I think like, like the holiday card. We haven't even talked about it this year. It's not happening. Like it's just not something that we've even cared about. Right. Like last year we had a child like two uh, a month before the holiday. So that's so much lower on our priority list. We love doing it. We love the ones that we've done in the past, but that's not as important as say, like for me, I will say the, the big one is I like having a life tree. Like I 
like cutting down a tree. I like the smell of one. And like, I always make sure that there is like, we have a plan for that at the very least. Um, a lot of my ornaments came from like, at this point, like my grandparents or have been passed down. And so like, that's my way of connecting with, with that element. So that's a priority. So I think it's communicating those uh, and just being explicit about what's going on. Or if I'm stressed, like being explicit with my partner, obviously like the one who's the most important for me to communicate that to. Yeah, I love the call out of priorities too, and and, and triage it because then if you have if you know what your priorities are and the priorities of the of the people and you know your partner and your, your kids or whatever you know wh- whomever it is important to to have in that sphere, then you can oh, well, prioritize them. You can make sure that those get the the emphasis. Those get the th- the if there's limited resources to go around, you put them in the place that is the most important, the most impactful. Yeah, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm at work all the time, but there are some <laughs> things that are just below the cut line and I am not going to get to them this year. I am sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's a, that's the thing I had to learn the last few years. Well, not learn. I mean, it's a, it's a skill I had to sharpen in the last few years at work for, for a similar thing. Like there's, we've had struggles and issues with various things. And so it was one of the important skills was triaging. These are the things that have to be done. These are the things that need to be done, but don't need to be done today. <laughs> and here are things that we aren't going to do for two years. <laughs> like there's some of those I got to clean up in the last six months, which felt good, but it was like, we're just not going to touch this until we have everything else taken care of and we have open time. So yeah. holidays across the multiverse, you know, we, yeah. we, we would love to see, I'd love to see some more of it. Right. You know, like we're getting, you know, get glitters a wrap up. Like I think we kind of hit the message on the take home but it was a fun topic. Like I am really glad y'all came up with this. Cause like if, if you two don't mind, sorry yeah. to cut you off there. I kind of want to no. wrap it on it. Normally we talk about the store, we talk about the real world and we kind of wrap it up there. But I think, well, it was important stuff. I don't think it was a down, but it was more heavier stuff. And there wasn't yeah. a lot of like light. Do you, what do you think about wrapping around one of these story uh, things that we didn't hit up Ooh, here? The, uh, the most fun holiday in the multiverse. What do you think that would be? Mm. Ooh. And of course, I start this. Hobbs, do you have something? Because I don't. Absolutely not. Like I, I expect <laughs> okay. that if you're going to bring it in, you've That's either right. found no. a way That's to fine. answer I, it, or you found a way to answer a different question. Yes. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to vamp just a little bit and talk about Ravnica, which I think could be a lot of fun during a holiday season. I don't. Maybe not the most fun, and maybe not a specific holiday. But I was thinking about this earlier, well, before we were kind of getting ready for this episode and Ravnica in particular with all the guilds and the different things like a lot of these planes have different cultures but Ravnica being a city plane you're kind of smashing them all in closer proximity than most of these other planes go to and I think that would be would be a lot of fun to kind of engage with maybe not a the most particular single thing that would be the funnest event to go to but maybe something super interesting and super fun to engage in varying holidays that maybe are different holidays. Maybe the Golgari have different holidays than the Demir and, and, you know, the Boros and and the Azorius. But I think those sort of overlapping traditions and different things kind of going on, possibly at literally the same time, um, could be really, really cool and and fun. I want to be there for the World Cup on Kylum. (laughs) Yeah, I I want the, the dual World Cup version Nice. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. The Battle Bond version of the World Cup. Oh. 
which is basically a holiday. That's I mean that's a little that's, bit of a cheat, but that's a holiday. So yep, that's that's awesome. I've been structuring my work around it a little bit, so that's fair. <laughs> that feels holiday like to me. Um, you know, I feel like I want to see a celebration of a holiday on Dominaria, but kind of almost for the opposite, like for the reason that we talked about earlier, that everything seems to be uh-huh. such like a downer. Yeah. And like whenever we go there, it's like it's like it is like the stakes are like quote unquote like the highest they've ever been. But I mean, it's like they're always apocalyptic type. So I am kind of curious. Just like I think about Squee wanting to throw a party when they went like you know a day without a somebody week dying, without injury, yeah, a week without injury or somebody or dying, death. yeah. Alex, you still don't know that story, but yeah. It's so, like, I almost spit out some water while I was drinking there. That's yeah, amazing. so he, he, this literally, he like was going to throw a party for everybody uh, if they basically could go this length of time. Um, yeah, they had to so, go a week without a death. A week without a death. And like they were right there. And then the, the, oh. the, 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 somebody died, but then came to life back in front of them, which was how they discovered the, that was how the Phyrexians got brought into Squeeze story. So, uh, okay. but I like, I love that idea of like Squee just like having a random holiday party. So oh, it, that's, that's not only where, but who I want to spend that that's, holiday with. That's good. Cause you answered the question that I was going to ask you when you talk about <laughs> Dominaria. Cause I was like, I'm trying to think like, who do you think would have a good, cause it's like, I bet you Benalia has a bunch of holidays, but frankly, I don't know if I would enjoy them as much. They're probably, yeah, they'd probably be pretty stuffy. Exactly. And like, they're probably great for them. And that's wonderful. But it's not kind of my thing. But it's like, you know, squee the goblins. That's perfect. Yeah, I feel like that. Yeah, like, well, yes. Yep. Or just give see, like, a, what's... give me a goblin party anytime. I think on any plane, you know, they're <laughs> going to be the most fun. No, you know, now, now that, that I go- goblin yeah. festival, what are we celebrating anyway? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that's perfect. Does it matter? No, We're just going to have a good time. And that's our show for today. You can find both of the hosts on Twitter. Hobbs can be found at HobbsQ, and Alex can be found at Mel underscore Chronicler. Feel free to send us any questions, comments, thoughts, hopes, and dreams to GoblinLorePod on Twitter, or email us at GoblinLorePodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to support your friendly neighborhood gobslugs, to our link tree on our Twitter account and list in our show notes. This has everything from our discounts for the Grinding Coffee Company, to our Patreon. The music for today's show was by Vindergotten, who can be found at Vindergotten at badcamp.com. The art was done by Stephen Raphael, who can be found at Steve Raffle on Twitter. Goblin Lore is proud to be presented by Hipsters of the Coast as part of their growing Vorthos content. Check them out on Twitter at HipstersMTG or online at HipstersOfTheCoast.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, goblins, like snowflakes, are only dangerous in numbers. <laughs> <laughs>